Every couple of years, a few articles are published claiming either humans are getting dumber or humans are getting smarter. So which is it? Are humans really getting smarter? Unfortunately, for humanity as a whole, the numbers are not looking good. Welcome to episode 5 of The World and Everything You Need to Know. My name is Eric. There are two ways to contact the show if you have the need, want, or desire to do so. T-W-A-E-Y-N-T-K at gmail.com, and on Twitter, it's T-W-A-E-Y-N-T-K. There is a study people like to cite as proof that people are getting smarter. However, with a little examination, the purported evidence is not nearly as compelling. The term IQ test has been around for a little over 100 years. Associated with it is something referred to as the Flynn Effect, Basically, every 10 years or so, the population average score on IQ tests improves by about 3 points. Because IQ measurement is set on a scale where a score of 100 is the average, the test has to be adjusted, dropping and adding different types of questions every decade. An IQ score finds its meaning relative to the current population. The nominal gain in the mean average is the result of the gradual change in cultural perspective. The proof people like to use as evidence that people are getting smarter is the following. When people today are tested with an IQ exam from 100 years ago, their mean average score is 115. Does this mean that our current population is 15% smarter than individuals were 100 years ago? The answer is no. The difference comes from the way in which questions are worded and the differences in cultural perspective over time. For example, if you were to ask people from the 1800s what is the relationship between a fox and a dog, the majority of individuals would answer, foxes are hunted by dogs. Ask the same question today and the answer will be something along the lines of, the relationship between a fox and a dog is they are both mammals and they both have hair. Both of the answers are correct, but they come from two completely different interpretations of what is intended by the question. It is just as likely that if a person from a hundred years ago were given a modern IQ test, they might score 15 points higher than the current average because of the advantage a difference in cultural perspective gives an individual. This next point is key to understanding why the mean average potential for intelligence of humans is on the decline. Genetically, intelligence and reproduction are inversely proportional. This may sound like bitter intellectuals making excuses for why they stereotypically can't get a date, but in fact there is strong statistical correlation which includes only individuals who are participants in the reproductive population. People who attain higher levels of education tend to have fewer children. It is reasoned that educated people tend to get higher paying, less labor-intensive jobs, and don't need to produce a lot of children in order to help out with family responsibilities. In the current era, statistics show that these same individuals tend to use birth control and plan ahead so there are less unexpected pregnancies. Of course, the easy joke remains that really smart people are socially awkward and unattractive, so they don't have the opportunity to reproduce because no one will get near them. 
Regardless of whatever reason may be true, the statistics bear out that more intelligent people tend to have fewer children. Apply that to the population and it turns out like this. With more intelligent people having fewer offspring and less intelligent people having more children, in every subsequent generation there are proportionally less and less intelligent genes in the pool of reproductive individuals. The end result is the average intelligence of the entire population continues to decline over time. As an aside, I'm not saying anything about who should reproduce or who should not. This is simply an explanation of how the math mechanics work. Beyond the science, there is deliberate cultural influence as well. The number of factors influencing the decline are too many and too complicated to mention at the end of this podcast, because explaining how and why they occur, along with their short and long-term impact, would fill at least an entire episode on its own. However, if there is enough interest, I may do a future episode covering intellectual decline in the United States and the erosion of public education. But until then, that's going to wrap it up.